media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Coming up later on, we'll be chatting about uh, the fact that so much news is now not getting it wrong, but people lying because because of the advent of social media and different platforms, there are deliberate attempts by people masquerading as newsrooms, putting out false stories. For example, the uh, the, the Desmond Tutu one is a good example. There are many others like that, and we'll talk about that later on in terms of what does this really mean. Okay, uh, just two things that I just wanted to touch on in terms of you know. I suppose clear brand wins for this week. So, as you know, Pearl Tusi is uh, an interesting. I played the some parts of her podcast uh, that I did with her a few four years ago. In fact, we played it, we replayed it. Uh, well, it's a podcast on my timeline. You can check it out about her dreams. And one of the things was I need to get, I need to crack it in the USA. So, as you know, she's on Quantico TV uh, together with uh, Priyanka Chopra, who's Indian former Miss, I think Miss World, Miss Universe, not too sure. But anyway, she's very much there, and that's great. And on the other hand, someone who for many people they they sort of, they're not exactly friends, but uh, Bonang, uh, now the brand ambassador for uh, Ipanema Footwear. So, fantastic for them. If you can think of other brand wins uh, for the last seven days or so, just uh, let me know. Tonya Kuri's got some fascinating information, uh, data in terms of the, the big stories in media, buying numbers this week. But for now, Preachas Suraj is uh, with me. So, uh, he's, you know, we've chatted often about product of the year. And I thought, let's, let's find out more about his own life and what he really does. So, Preachas, good chatting to you, hi. Yeah, good morning. Thanks good. for having me on. Right, we're checking out whether we're on we're on Facebook Live and whether Teboko is up with the is up to speed, and I think he's busy typing. So we'll get to that just now. Well, okay. a I mean, we, we, so we've often chatted about mm-hmm. the product of the year. Let's get your title right. I mean, what what is your working title? Yeah, it's, there's it's, two titles there. It's it's kind of a crazy one. It's CEO and Chief Innovation Analyst because I think it just kind of splits it out. You know, there's the admin part. I think CEO is a very admin kind of role as well, and 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 pushing the organization forward. But a lot of what we do is about innovation and analyst uh, analysis, uh, research, and that's where that part of the title comes into play. Okay, so it's, uh, two things there. Now, now we're on Facebook Live, I think, so we can sort of give Great. a thumbs up there. Uh, Preacher's giving a thumbs up to Tim Now, you can comment as well, and even on, on Facebook Live as you're listening in, right, or, or watching in this case here, besides listening to the show live on SAFM Radio, right? So there you are, there's my thumbs up. So... So, so you're doing two things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in all the things we were speaking about earlier on about creativity and big data. You're virtually combining the two then in your role. Yes. I mean, a, a lot of people don't realize that productivity is essentially an agency in a way. Uh, and what we're about is we're about going out to our clients, uh, big multinationals, South African companies, and helping them understand how to use data. The, the challenge that we have is a lot of us enjoy creativity. Creativity comes very naturally. But when it comes to analyzing the data that dictates the direction of the creativity, that's where we fall short. In fact, one of the things I'm seeing, one of the trends is the usage of data, the, the real going down to the nitty-gritty of what the data means seems to be falling away. It seems to be something that we've given up to our research really? department. Really? And, and, and when you say falling away and, and, and replacing it by what? So, so not really replacing it. It's, it's kind of giving the function away to specific research departments within organizations and saying, here the data is coming in. You have analysis, have a look at it, analyze it, and then give us some insights that we can use for our campaigns. And I feel old when I say this, but in my day when we, we, we used to sit the entire night analyzing data when Nielsen released data, for example. And this was a case of you, you, you work the entire night, you go home at 6 a.m., shower, come back, work a full day, and you, and you 
present this data because we didn't have laptops. Mm. We, we worked in the office and you shared this. And I think in these days what happens is as organizations have the ability to build research centers and, and groups of people to actually analyze this data, the, the need for every single member of the organization to analyze it seems to have fallen away. Is that detrimental to the brand? I think it's detrimental to the brand in the sense that the brand custodians may not necessarily have the full insight of what's going on in the market. They're relying on a third party within the organization, but still a third party to come to them and, you know, distill this data into a sense that they, into a way that they can make sense of it. But the reality of it is that every single person who's involved with the brand needs to understand every degree of that data because there might be some hidden insight in it that may lead to a great new creative campaign that may lead to some insights that's going to capture the hearts and minds of consumers. Okay, now you mentioned AC Nielsen. It's a good time to talk about. So you're, you're with Product of the Year now. Mm-hmm. How did you land up there? What's your journey? Oh, uh, so I have, I have to start back in university. Mm-hmm. So, so I started university doing the very, very safe thing, which is starting with a BCom degree. And I thought... I'm going to go into the computer space. It was all the rage back then. <laughs> Business information <laughs> systems, information systems, technology. Um, and I got it in. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. So I joined my university newspaper, uh, which is called Dome Newspaper down in UKZN. Okay. Uh, but I wasn't interested in the journalist side, the journalistic side, strange enough. I was interested in the creative side. This was a fantastic property with fantastic journalists running it, but it wasn't generating the revenues it needed to. So I was interested in the finance and advertising. And through this uh, Procter & Gamble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they found out about the work I was doing. So in second year of university, I got a call going, come to your campus, will you, will you consider applying? And Is I thought, what happened? Why? Yeah, second year. And then I thought, that sounds great, but I missed their presentation on the day because I was a semi-professional photographer for Sly Media, who used to okay, publish wow. SL and Y Mag. So I was off in a different campus event, taking photographs, and then... I thought, I missed this event. Let me get the application form, fold it in in 30 minutes, send it. And the, the, the short story is that, you know, they brought me up to Johannesburg. I did an internship. In the second year, they offered me a job and said, go back, finish your degree. Uh, but your job is waiting for you. We have the signed contracts. And I said, fantastic, but I'm kind of bored by what I'm studying right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in doing archaeology. And they went, oh, Great. my goodness. Yeah. And they said, fine, no worries. And I swapped, and I'm actually, I think, the only trained archaeolo- classical archaeologists working so in not, media so marketing. So we can talk about uh, Homona Lady and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so, so okay. yeah, we can. But, <laughs> but my focus really was strange enough on the Greco-Roman and Egyptian really? world okay. and, and all of this. But yeah, I mean, I'm an archaeologist by training. I've an- sat and analyzed all, you know, all this archaeological Are, are you using that in terms of what you do? Yes, I am. So I did a, I did a TEDx talk recently. Well, two or three years ago, where I spoke about brand archaeology. You know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is about creating strong South African brands as well. Mm. Through, through, through the line of my work, I'm seeing this. And we, we as a nation are net adopters. We're so great at, like, finding these fantastic mobile phone mm. devices from big brands. We'll, even to the shampoo that we use, we'll, we'll buy it from an international company. And I always think, as an archaeologist, what is our life going to be like? What are people going to look at when they come 2,000 years in the future, and they're digging to South Africa, are they going to get a good view of who we were, South Africans, or are they going to get this slice of American culture or Western European culture in in our archaeological records? So, yeah, so I do use it. I try and promote local brands. I try and help local brands think about how they can actually go out and capture more consumers and how to be true to the South African consumer 
in the work that they're doing, even if you're a global brand. There's a lot of global brands who operate uh, South African only brands here, so and that's well, that, make, that makes absolute sense. Chatting to ch- check, chatting archaeology, Greco-Roman, and and your own brand <laughs> architecture, I suppose, with Pruta Surant, the CEO and Chief Innovation Analyst of the product of the year, which is a brand in its own right. Maybe just Google it, you'll find out more about it. Uh, big time. We'll talk to him more. Bella, you, if you want to just comment, feel free to call in 0891-104207 or you can SMS me 34701. If you are tweeting, it's to hashtag media show. You must do that. And then you tweet to Ashraf Ghanda and you tweet to SFM Radio. But also you can comment on Facebook Live if you're watching. We're going to take a break now. And for, um, yeah, in fact, we're going to take a break now uh, and then we'll continue chatting right after this. Now from There's an abundance of riches when it comes to movies all through October on SABC3. A sea creature hatched from an egg in the water horse. Golfer Bobby Jones has a stroke of genius. And a skater can't see beyond her disability in ice castles. They're gambling with addiction in even money. And dealing with grief in Moonlight Mile. The American Pie Gang has a happily hilarious American reunion. And when high school guys ditch everything for the girls, they're all fired up. Saturdays at 7 and 9 and Sundays at 7. Great movies coming your way all through October on SABC3. You start that. You're tuned to SAFM 104 to 107. You can also catch us on the DSTV audio bouquet on channel 814 as well as online at safm.co.za. Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. So, for those of you watching on Facebook Live, you've had this maybe first time ever insight into having an, a chat off the air between myself and Prijas because while we play this spot, we've been having another chat. But from an on-air point of view, we get back to serious work now with Prijas uh, Suraj from the uh, Product of the Year. So, Okay, that's how, so you did the, the, the archaeology thing, mm-hmm. but then, then how then did you get into, into this field? And what happened? So what happens is I started Product & Gamble, uh, marketing for brands such as Pampers and Head & Shoulders, and then I moved to another company called Record Benkiza. And at Record Benkiza, we were looking at launching a whole range of new products. And these were being shipped to us from the UK so that we could evaluate uh, these test products before we manufacture locally. And one of these products had this really strange little red sticker on it that said voted product of the year. And I said, okay. oh, that's, what, what is that? What is that? That's interesting. <laughs> so went onto the net, started Googling, going onto the website, and I went, wow, this is amazing. And then I saw their footprint. They were around the world on every major, obviously, except Antarctica, but every continent, every populated continent, they were there, except Africa. And I went, why are they not here? So I called the CEO up um, of the global organization and went, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm at Record Benkiza looking at launching some products. I've seen your sticker. We need to bring this to South Africa. How can we make it happen? And he goes, you know, it's a strange thing that you're calling me because I'm on the flight next week to come to South Africa to have some discussions with a with an agency about launching it there. Wow. And I so, went, so it was absolutely fortuitous. I mean, that's the point. That's so the whole if point. You were, if, you were, if, you, if you decided that 
you saw that, but you were sort of absent in your mind. So, oh, think about it. In a few weeks' time, it's possible he would have come to South Africa, made a deal with somebody else. That's it. Yeah, he would have, he would have easily wow. come in, met someone else, and somebody else would be sitting here today telling you about <laughs> product and of your the year. And product of the year, but you are. So what then happened? He came to South Africa. He so met you, obviously. He came to South Africa. We had some chats. We um, I got some great uh, partners who actually came in as well, and I got them. I, it's, it was an expensive venture to launch. And then we started chatting, and then it was back and forth for months, doing fin- doing the boring stuff, financial analysis to make sure that we could actually make this survive here, and we're not gonna, you know, product fee is not about making a profit, but we wanted to make sure that we're not gonna lose money here as well, and we're gonna be able to have a sustainable model, and it's gonna get a foothold in the market. And after that, we we said, okay, it's gonna work out. Let's do it. And um, during this time, there's a lot of personal things happening. I met my fantastic wife, Punam. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we we just met, and we, we decided we are going to get engaged. So we got engaged on the Sunday. Right. And on that day, I needed to fly off to the UK to go sign the paperwork for Product of the Year. So it was, here we are in the morning, having this massive <laughs> engagement, tons of people. Uh, and in the evening, she's at the airport where all there's our family and, and we're saying goodbye as I hop in a plane, go to the UK to, to meet them again and sign the paperwork for product of the year. Well, that's like the honeymoon immediately after the engagement. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, she, she wasn't what I know, but yeah. what I'm trying to say, she would have been pleased to say my future husband is on the verge of making a massive deal. So in terms of, uh, his own career, that's great. It would be, but you know, it's a strange thing at that point. Product of the Year was an unknown entity in South Africa. The the brands didn't know it. So she just knew that I was leaving my really stable job just before I'm getting married, just before our marriage was supposed to happen in a couple of months, to go start this venture that she knew absolutely nothing about. Seemed um, So there was fear, yeah. Well, she so, supported it, but yeah, it was interesting. Right. So how many years now Product of the Year has been established? Product of the Year is about nine years in South Africa so it's almost, now. It's almost a decade. So yeah, I mean, we're almost it, doing it, our decade. Worked, yeah? yeah, it's worked fantastically. And I think... It's worked because it's it's a simple premise. We are, one, trying to help consumers find the most innovative products out there, but we do it in a way by helping the brands. So the brands are seeing the benefit of being involved in product of the year. They're seeing the benefit of being seen as a consumer champion. And because of that, they're getting the return and investment that they look at, that they need from being involved with product of the year. Absolutely. Let's get some calls uh, to Durban. We go Richard on the line. Hi, Richard. Richard, Pressure. hi. Yep. Uh, good morning, and good morning. good morning to your guest and the SAFM uh, audience. Hi, good morning. Uh, Ashraf, an interesting thing. Um, we are a very innovative South African company doing a product which is probably worth 200 to 300 million rand a year to the local GDP. But we are not a mainstream marketing um, or a, a, a kind of consumer, fast-moving uh, product at all. We design and build the most advanced aircraft engine for general aviation in the world today, which has got a huge impact in agro-processing, in um, uh, emerging okay, economies, right. and throughout the world. But the problem that we have is that we, we have a difficulty in finding an agency which understands the, the kind of thrust and impact that we have, which is, is, is it's essentially a... A very difficult area because, as I say, we're not selling essentially a product, but what we want to do is establish a brand. And okay, I'm so, really so keen I'm, I'm to hear p- your guest yeah. comments on how we establish a, a, a brand in a unique um, market niche 
without a huge budget. So right. if, if, if any, that any sounds like the problem of the whole world, but anyway. All right. Stay, well, in fact, uh, we, we'll get an answer in a moment. Thanks for that call, Richard. Thank right, you. There we are. Okay, Pritish? Yeah, I think... You, I think regardless of what space you're in, regardless of budget you have, is the ability to build your brand equity exists out there. So, so what Richard's challenge is, he's not really interested. Well, he wants to get sales and greater sales out there, but his initial challenge is, how does he build his brand equity on a lower budget out there? And there's multiple avenues. And key important is to understand your target market. Who are the people you're speaking to? If you can understand who you're speaking to, you can understand the types of media they're consuming, these days in social media, you can also target them specifically through professional social media like LinkedIn mm. um, and through business publications. So it's, you know, you, you, it's one of those discussions that's a lot longer, but essentially it's about understanding your target market and understanding how to reach your target market through the channels that they're consuming. And, it, and if Richard wants to have a chat about this, I always love having a chat with innovative different companies. My Twitter handle is out there. Tweet me your details, and I'll give you a call, and I'll, I'll share a bit more, and hopefully we'll give you some guidance into right. agencies you can so, use. So just tweet your Pritesh. Otherwise, um, Richard, you can even just drop me an email. Okay? If you email me, I'll certainly connect you with, with Pritesh. And that's, that email address is ashraf at safm.co.za. Right. Let's then talk about so, – so you've been there with – with product of the year for just about a decade, what 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 what's left for you? What what more do you want to do? Well, one of the most important things is we have to expand product of the year into the rest of Africa. Well, that's it's obvious. That, it? That's yeah. it. South Africa has been a proving ground. So our goal right now is to look at major markets such as Nigeria, Kenya, uh, and even getting to Namibia and Botswana if needs be, and to help consumers there. So that's the first part, which on the macro level expand product of the year. The second part is how do we actually offer greater services? through product fear to the consumers. One of the things we've launched is a Heritage Awards. So we're now saying, great, we have the innovation segment, but what about those really innovative brands where you really don't want them to innovate too much? You love them as is. So we're recognizing them as heritage brands that have contributed to the lives of South Africans and still offer great quality. So it's multiple levels expand within Africa, but also separately, how do you actually expand your offering within the markets that we play in? Okay. Well, what then are your thoughts? I mean, we've got about three minutes to go. Just your thoughts in terms of the, the, the industry itself, the, the, the advertising, marketing, FMCG industry. Any, any strong views that you had that you want to bring up? Yes, I think it's the most exciting time to be in the space, purely because it's in a state of, of flux. It's, there's, there's so many changes happening. So if you're playing in this industry, some of the, the insights that you're generating, some of these problems that you're solving for the advertising and marketing industry today are things that can really serve us well to build this industry for the next maybe 10 years, mm-hmm. for the next decade going forward. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think there's a lot of challenges. I think lots of the agencies are under pressure right now, but it's good pressure. It's the kind of pressure to innovate. So innovation is happening at a point right now, at a rapid level, that it hasn't happened in the past before. Could we, could we see you getting back into archaeology soon? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to eat. <laughs> and sadly in South Africa, I have to tell you, you cannot eat as an archaeologist I'd probably starve so no I think um, I'll use the insights of archaeology to to dictate the creativity and the things that we're doing and and support great brands out there but not necessarily full mainstream archaeology in terms of therefore product and you know brand building which for you and this is just your personal opinion uh, is is the one brand that consistently does it for you that they are able to get out there and through their creativity and their marketing and the way they 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 package they just they just top of the mind oh you you're gonna shoot me but uh, like 
I'm a I'm a huge Apple fan like everyone else mm-hmm. is, but I think it's one of the key things they do is they create fantastic branded products, not necessarily the most technologically advanced, but they create an ecosystem that really works for you, whether it's from from your needs on a on a laptop to a device to a watch. At every single point, they really are strong about creating ecosystems. And that's what I love. I love brands that can create ecosystems instead of just giving me a product and say, use this. Okay, so you're part of a big club. I mean, that's what it is, yeah. Uh, it, is, it is part of a big club, but there's... There's a, there's a lot more coming. There's a lot of brands who are adopting. And, and is there is there a South African version of that? Not so much an Apple, but is there a South African company that is close to saying, "Wow, you know"? Um, I think we still have a long way to go there. I don't think there's any uh, pure South African company that's really capturing the hearts and minds of South Africans in in that kind of way. And this is in the sense that. You know, there's lots of commodity brands out there where people go, yeah, this is a brand I need to buy on a regular basis. But where people are truly passionate about this and this brand love, I think we can still develop that. And therefore, I think the job is still, therefore, I think agencies are still out and there working the hard. Is, so what about you? You and your company, what are you going to do to capture the hearts and minds of South Africa big time indeed? Uh, let's leave it at that, Peter. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having Good me Good chatting on. to you, CEO yeah. and Chief Innovation Analyst of Product of the Year and uh, Archaeologist of the Year in the year 2050 or something along that line. I don't know. No, just kidding. Right. Uh, certainly from the, we're going to talk lots more uh, in a moment. Grant should be coming up from a Facebook Live. We're, we're going to switch off now, right? So I hope you enjoyed that. You can certainly comment, and I know you've watched it, and you can share the views so that other people can buy into, I think, a really important conversation and great insights uh, coming from uh, Preshesh. Uh, lots more here on the media show in a moment.